You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another interesting episode of Ask a Drone You. Joining me today, as always, Bald-Headed Bureau. Welcome, Rob. How are you? I am fantastic. Good. Super glad to be here and so thankful for the uh, folks that are out there listening in and hoping that we give them some nuggets they can take and uh, make their lives better with. So let us know what your questions are so we can do even just a little bit to help you. Ask By the way, before we get into today's uh, question, which is kind of regarding uh, some flight over water settings to avoid disaster, uh, it is a good opportunity and reminder that if you are looking to really one-up the drone game when it comes to subject tracking, when it comes to flying over water, whether that's wake surfing or wake boarding or surfing as a whole, you know... If you want to fly closer, you want to fly lower, get the shots and keep the jobs, highly recommend that you check out the Props Pilot Program. If you go to um, uh, propsflightschool.com or props.thedroneu.com and check that out, it's a sequential training to help pilots face various problems and issues that arise in different environments of flight. And one of those that's gone over in depth is exactly what we're about to talk about today. So if you like that sequential chronological training where you like the structure, you're like me, you're a little ADD and you you need a little structure to succeed, that's what Props was built for. Drone U, as I've said, is built for pilots and Props is built for teams, but Props is always built for those who like to get serious and like to and like to speed up their learning curve. So check it out, props.thedroneu.com. Hi guys, Derek here from Ohio again. Uh, my question today was regarding flying over water, more specifically filming wakeboarding on a lake. My relatives enjoy wakeboarding and I filmed them once before. Uh, While it wasn't a major fail, the footage was just not that good. And I had more issues than you can shake a stick at. So, yeah, I'm just looking for some tips, you know, some settings I should have on my drone to prevent an accident or, you know, to keep my drone from sinking to the bottom of the lake. I know Paul does. He films wake surfing, and I'm sure he has a lot of great knowledge from doing that so yeah anything on this would be awesome thanks guys for the great show thank you derek um you know we were talking about this before the show and i don't know that we have much to offer you frankly because uh sorry goodbye (laughs) just kidding just kidding no this gotcha though everyone who's like oh there's the real paul just i'm just kidding (laughs) no this could not be more in uh, in paul's wheelhouse um you know, it's mm. funny because there's settings and there's all the tips and so forth that you have, but that you'll have. And, and there's our class, by the way, that you definitely are going to have to dig into, um, frankly. And, and Paul can talk a little bit more about that and what's in it. But it makes me think, like, you got to think outside the box. Like, who knew? And I don't mean to throw you under the bus, but it happened. A lot of people have seen it. Who knew that when the wake surfer threw the rope... That it would get the drone. It would get the drone. It's Twice. just not something that you thought about. Twice. 
Right? Yeah. And you had done it a lot already. That's the negatives of flying low and close. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, but it also is like, okay, what direction will you throw the rope? So the point is, like, to, you got to, just like talking to a client, well, maybe the wake surfer or the wake birder is your client, <laughs> but you got to talk to them um, in as much detail as you can to kind of understand the circumstance, well, right? Well, and that brings up actually a very important point that I hadn't thought about. You've got to have trust with the rider. You have to have trust True. with the rider because if the rider freaks out and you're flying in the in some sort of close proximity, things can go bad very fast, which also brings up something extremely critical. And I was even watching the Olympics and some of the drone footage and I was like, um, but you could tell someone was flying in GPS mode or position mode mm. uh, because as soon as they let off this, as soon as they let off the sticks, boom, that camera came to a, a halt, a stop. And it was... It was uh, very recognizable, maybe not to the layman, but definitely to us drone pilots, mm -hmm. which actually brings up a point. I would love to hear everyone's feedback about the coverage regarding the Olympics this year. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I don't, have you been watching it at all? Because I, we have been trying to watch some parts, and I don't know why NBC does this, but when you try to watch some of these different sports, you get this quad feed. Hmm. Right, where it's literally four camera feeds at once, and it is astronomically difficult to watch. I'm like, this is like doing a switcher, except hmm. normally I'd be selecting which camera feed I want to go big, you know. And uh, I don't know, it just seems like something I know that they've had to, they've had to uh, overcome a lot of problems this year. I'm sure it's been a lot of difficulties. Um, but it also seems like some of the protocols have uh, have really changed this year. And we've been seeing a lot of cable cameras as well. There's yeah. one. Seems like I'm seeing more of those yeah. than drones, actually. Even with the uh, the rowing, row crew, mm -hmm. or crew row, whatever. Uh, yeah, it was a very, very, very long cable cam. So, yeah. But that said, that brings up an important point that if you are flying wake surfing or wake boarding, you you are going to be limited by what you can capture if you are flying in uh, GPS or sport mode. Uh, attitude mode is really going to be the key to really matching the speed of the, the subject that you're tracking and to get those really smooth shots. Uh, so that's uh, that's safety number one is is attitude mode for me. And I will say, you know, we have a class, DroneU members have actually exclusive access to this class, which is called Flight Over Water. And we go over a lot of different settings that I don't think we could actually cover in one podcast. So I'll give you one uh, golden nugget, um, but I really, really, really recommend you watch that class. I mean, it's a few years old, but the information is still very relevant. Um, and frankly, uh, there are a lot of nuances, Rob, like even when to take off and land from a boat, there is one particular thing to do when taking off and landing from a boat to avoid IMU errors and even compass errors. Hmm. Um, but that said, uh, in fact, that reminds me the old solo, they would always blame the boats and not knowing, uh, how to take off and land when people blame wanted to want to take off. Uh, their solo drone mm -hmm. from boats. I actually, that's a that's a long, long, long time ago. <laughs> As in um, solo voyage. Yeah, literally. Um, but that said, I think the best golden nugget that we can give you, and this is also related to mapping as well. I, this is why I feel like having 
knowledge in mapping is very relevant to drone pilots as a whole because the rules of photogrammetry really apply to sensors on the aircraft and what's possible and what's not. And I mean, you really are, in my opinion, a better pilot when you understand photogrammetry as a whole. But that said, one of the things you absolutely need to turn off is a visual positioning system or VPS because what happens is that when light reflects off of the water, those cameras cannot get an accurate representation of the true altitude over the water. And I have watched, Rob, even in our subject tracking class, I have watched people literally sink themselves and their drones because they had VPS on and it literally sucked them into the water and goodbye. Yeah. And that's exactly what he's asking. Like, what do I need to know to not have that happen? Yeah. So that's one. But yeah, you're right. In terms of camera settings and all of that information. Mm-hmm. Uh, return uh, to home settings are absolutely critical. Right. Watched a few people lose drones over those settings as well. But again, there's just way too much to go over in one podcast. Um, I mean, that class, I think, is really, really going to help you. I didn't hold back at all. Um, I'm not, you know, worried about uh, stealing jobs. There's enough to go around for everybody. And I have a, I have a skill. I'm confident in that skill. And and I love to fly around wake surfing. In fact, I was actually so stoked uh, to get back and, and film with uh, Ashley Kidd out in Austin. You're doing some more here coming up, aren't you? The it's, Worlds again? It's so funny. Yeah, I actually just emailed them uh, asking them questions about that. Uh, but I hope to do that. It's not set in stone just mm. yet, but uh, the the offer is there. And I hope it does come to fruition because... I love flying action sports. It is so much fun, and it it really tests your ability uh, mm-hmm. to fly. Now, that said, I would also recommend a drone that has a fixed lens, meaning it's a camera lens combination. When you fly some of these uh, more advanced drones, the perspective of various lens options can make it more or less difficult, more difficult, to fly uh, and track objects. So, because you kind of get used to one field of view and learning how to match the speed of the subject with that field of view. And by the way, Hmm. in that class are exercises on how to practice this stuff. And you don't have to be out on a boat or anything to practice this stuff. So so that said, if you're a Drone member, you already have access. So woohoo. And if you really want to go down the rabbit hole, check out Props Pilot. It's our system to sequentially train pilots in multiple environments. I think you'll find it extremely useful. Um, That said, uh, Rob, that's pretty much uh, all I got for this one. There are settings that are specific to certain aircraft, and uh, there are also some settings that I would say are subjective, such as obstacle avoidance as a whole. I do not have mine turned on ever uh, because you can't trust it, especially when you're over water. So Mm -hmm. that said, I think uh, that is a succinct answer to the question. I do really appreciate the question. If we have more questions uh, like this, definitely send them in. Ask DroneU.com. And uh, if all goes well and uh, we don't get a shutdown here, uh, we are planning on actually doing a subject tracking class coming up in December in Arizona. So you could join us for that. Although it is very limited because you can only have so many pilots on a boat. So True. One question. Mm Mm-hmm. Which drone is your go-to for subject tracking of wake surfers? Uh, I feel and like why? I feel like there are two answers to that question. Cool. Uh, there, Even is, there is the bootstrap answer, 
as if I didn't have drone you as my backup. <laughs> and then there is the drone you as my backup answer. <laughs> so, <Give them> both. <laughs> um, well, uh, I would argue that the Phantom 4 Pro version one or two is actually one of the best for action uh, sports. Hmm. And the reason that I bring that up is just because it does shoot 4K 60 and it doesn't crop in on the sensor when you're shooting 60 frames per second like the X7 on the Inspire 2 does. Um, but also because you have full control of that aircraft, you've got Addy mode built in. Uh, it's really, really, really easy to control that drone. And, you know, the other thing is, is that it's a, more stable than the Mavics. A lot of people be like, well, why not the Mavics? The Mavics, there's one particular motion that if you fly this motion, you'll fully understand what I'm talking about, which is try to uh, make a perfect orbit on the move around a boat and around the bow of the boat, the Mavic just cannot handle the articulation of the aircraft and the gimbal to give you a perfectly smooth motion. Hmm. For some people, it might be smooth enough. For me, not smooth enough. Uh, the the Phantom with the uh, center of gravity where it is, with the setup the way it is, it's a much more stable aircraft, and it can also handle more uh, adverse conditions for flight. I mean, sure. I mean as a whole. So, what about the Inspire too? So that's what I was just going to say is my answer for bootstrapping your business, meaning, you know, you're covering the cost, you're amortizing everything, you're, you're it, right? That's why I say the Phantom, because they're also easily replaceable. They're not super expensive. You know, you dump one of those in the water, you're 1500 bucks, uh, and maybe a moral obligation to try to get it out of the water. That's about it. Uh, when it comes to, you know, having drone you as my backup and my absolute favorite aircraft for action sports, I'm definitely in the camp of the Inspire 2, even though you don't get nearly as much flight time as a Phantom. Mm. Um, but I like the Inspire 2 because you've got that ultra-wide 2.44 over 1. Some people call it anamorphic, not really, really anamorphic, um, but that really wide camera view. I love that. The only issue is you can only shoot 30 frames max with that, which really limits your ability to slow footage down. Which you do a lot of. That, yes. That's, yeah. I told I told Ashley that what I really want to do is I want to fly an M600 around her and have 30 RX0 cameras set up as an array shooting 960 frames a second each one so I can do hyper slow-mo but then move around her in real time. Can you imagine how intimidating that would be for her with that thing buzzing around her? Mm, not her, but other surfers for sure, but not her. Well, you it, she is like brass. Nonetheless, that she's not flown with an M600 in her face either. This is but true. She also has a tremendous amount of trust for you, which takes us full circle the trust issue. That person has to trust you. It's so true. That's really important. Now, it's funny because we did do that shoot back in March and May, mm -hmm. and I had the Inspire 2 a few inches over the water for the majority of the duration of the flight. And between Ashley ripping tricks left and right, I mean, every 30 seconds, she's got something spectacular. There were boats following us, like taking photos of the drone and her because, I mean, I'm literally a few inches off the water because I love that super low perspective because no one else can get it. Um, Where's that video? 
I can have, people see it? Uh, Has it been released? In- it's on Instagram. She released it on all her channels. That was part of the deal. And Centurion Boats released it on their channels. So Got it. So you can check them out there. Yeah. I mean, what we can do, though, is we can put those two different uh, edits in this video. We have full authority to do that. So I'll make sure that we send them to the production team. That'd be cool. So you guys can kind of see some of that B-roll throughout this show. Um, but that said... Um, Here's the thing I will warn you of. We are all kids at heart. And it is so easy to get what I call giddy. It's overly excited to the point where you're not really thinking straight. You have got to remove that emotional aspect before you fly, uh, especially around boats and water. Because while flying over water has a lot of benefits, not many obstacles, um, the issue is, is that, uh, if you actually want shots that you can sell, you're going to have to fly closer. You're going to have to fly lower. And that means that things can go bad very fast, which brings me up to, if you're not familiar with the term thumbs up buttercup, you better get used to it. And, uh, I am going to make sure that we protect that one because every other, every other saying that I've said on this show, someone else has has uh, decided that it was theirs, even though, yeah, whatever. The important thing is people fly safe and have the tools to do so. Yeah, and, and, and that's it, because at the end of the day, we all want to have fun, and we all want to get those cool shots, and you feel, like, proud. You feel, uh, like, an ac- a sense of accomplishment. And so, you know, I would really recommend, I know a lot of people are like, why do you keep recommending the Phantom? Because it's still the powerhouse, guys. Because at the end of the day, if you want a scalable business where you don't incur a lot of costs, you have that uh, low bottom line, then you got to start thinking like this. It, you, you can't pretend to be a, a YouTuber and buy every dang aircraft that comes out and expect it to be better when it's not. They're, they're compartmentalized more and more and more and more. I mean, I, I saw someone recommend the Air 2S for action sports, and I was like, what? Like, no, doesn't, no, it's not even safe to fly over water. Like, what a joke. And so, I, you know, I just want to illustrate again one more time for all of you that listen, and, and thank you for all of you that do listen, that look, from the bottom of my heart, ladies and gentlemen, I am trying to give you information not to provide rather instant gratification, but sustained, scalable success to provide reliable results over time. That's all. On that bombshell. (laughs) Rob just said on that bombshell, we're out. Bye-bye. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.